0: Hey women's hockey fans, Erica Ayala here, and you are listening to a bonus episode of the Founding Four Podcast. Make sure you're following the Founding Four at Founding the Number Four Pod on Twitter. You can also follow me, Erica Ayala at elindsay 8 That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-08. For the Founding Four podcast, what we're gonna do when it's women's hockey news that's not directly related to the nwhl gonna make these bonus episodes and so we have this bonus episode katie fitzgerald with the pwhpa a goalie of course now based in new jersey is going to talk about her first pwhpa showcase in chicago in the chicago market now she grew up not too far from Chicago, so the Fitzgerald clan was in full force. She talks about that. And also, just getting back on the ice. I also get to talk to Fitzy a little bit about how her schedule differs between the NWHL, when she was with the Riveters, and the PWHPA. And she is a part of that tri state region that practices out of uh, Barnabas. So very familiar to her. So it's interesting to hear Fitzie talk a little bit about that. And she also gets into a little bit of the communication structure for the PWHPA. So as always, great to talk to Katie Fitzgerald. think there was a little bit of an Ezra Fitzgerald reference there. We got the woos. We, got, we talked about a lot. We talked about a lot. So here's my interview with Katie Fitzgerald it was
1: It was really fun, though. It was cool. Um, some family got to make it, and it was the first time a lot of them had seen me play in person since like my second year in the end up. So it's been a while since they were able to make it in person, um, let alone have it be like not an extensive travel for them. So it was fun to have a good amount of people there. Um, and then got to spend the day at home afterwards so it was uh, it worked out really well but it all in all it was really cool really cool environment the Blackhawks new facility is incredible so nice Um, and I think with it being my first PWHPA weekend like on the ice it was really cool to have all these people that I've been in like conference calls with and we've been kind of this united group but to finally be like in a room with everyone there was like I think a good percentage of the players there so to be in a room with everyone to be on the ice with everyone it was really cool to finally see it in action
0: yeah I bet for sure and so you know uh before we move on too much I do want to ask if if the family had uh any any signs that they were putting up for you were they getting on your case or were they more supportive
1: (laughs) They were more supportive. I distinctly remember someone having like a mini breakaway, and they like fumbled the puck and lost it, and went into the corner, and there was some woos, even though there was no shot. <laughs> so I love it. Um, but yeah, but I, I would consider that supportive. But um, yeah, they were they were great. It was. It was <laughs> classic Fitzgerald outing. Oh, I love
0: it. I love it. That's great. But I mean, you kind of hit on this a little bit, but, um, you know, definitely being closer to to home for you must have been great. But it also looked like you were able to connect with, um, you know, some of your hockey community roots. And so uh, what was that like for you to be in the Chicago market?
1: Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I got to chat with and play with some people that I grew up playing with and then other fans that were there maybe knew someone I grew up playing with and had showed up or were hockey fans that were in the Chicago area that had never been able to see an NWHL game in person. So this was their opportunity opportunity to see women's hockey like in person, see it with their own eyes on the ice instead of through a screen and being able to meet some of us after the game through autographs lines and in the lobby um, I was just surprised by how many people i I guess I'd forgotten cause I had not played there in so long, but it was really cool to see the turnout and the amount of people that were so grateful to have, you know, a women's hockey showcase in the Chicago area. Um, cause I feel like when we have Minnesota or when we have women's hockey things, a lot of things are in Minnesota or with the end of out east. So, um, it was fun. It was definitely, um, one I'll remember forever.
0: Yeah. And, um, so, you know, you, you were able to get out on the ice and, um, you know, not only had it been a while for family and, and folks that you grew up playing with or against or who knew of you, but, you know, it'd been a while that since you were in, um, you know, like a game type scenario. So, uh, what was it like to get back on in the ice?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was good. I honestly wasn't expecting to play. I just wasn't sure. Like, with the caliber of players that were there, um, whether I'd get time, which I was totally fine with, but ended up getting, um, we, Rigsby and I split both games. So I was surprised, but it was fun. Uh, first game felt a little odd, just kind of getting back into that game mindset. Didn't quite feel as locked in as I normally would, but then the second game, felt a lot better, but um, it was awesome. And, you know, Rigsby was really supportive, really, um, a good goalie partner there. So I was happy to have her <laughs> on my team. Um, I think she knew that I was a little bit nervous, but it was, it was really fun um, to be on the ice with all such talented players. It was crazy. I think it was probably some of the fastest games I've been a part of.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And it, it also, I, I'm, I'm very curious to because I unfortunately have not been able to see any of the games live yet, but um, I'm very curious as to, um, you know, kind of what is the vibe? Because, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's there's kind of a, a, a mini tournament type, I guess, um, you know, structure to it, but then, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it kind of lives and dies within that weekend, um, mm-hmm. as far as I know. So is it like, hey, like, let's just be chill and you know do some hockey or is it like fast paced you know what do you think the vibe was were people really like gunning for you out there
1: (laughs) yeah I think it's definitely very fast paced because everyone wants to put on like a really great product for the fans and to represent women's hockey well um it is a little awkward kind of going into the locker room and not really knowing everyone kind of still getting comfortable with everyone and maybe systems-wise and this and that. But then by the second day, everyone was a lot more gelled. Everyone had kind of gotten more comfortable chatting, having fun in the locker room, having fun in the um, warm-up area on the ice and this and that. Um, so hopefully as we do more weekends and people kind of get to know each other more and more than with every weekend that people attend, it'll be a little bit more cohesive, a little bit less um like introductions so but it was it was a little different than i guess you'd normally expect with being a part of a team and like ride or die for that team um but it was it was definitely the any game versus us canada it was um, pretty intense so it was not uh, <laughs> cool to be a part of that was my first of that caliber so i was like whoa but it was it was awesome <laughs> that's cool
0: that's really cool, um, and you know yeah. we know that there's been a few exhibitions here and there outside of the showcases, but it looks like the PWHPA is kind of floating around, um, you know, asking the the fans where they'd like to see um, the groups come next. So, uh, what's your what's your take on on that? And and um, you know, because it does seem like some of the markets are a little bit different than what we would have seen in the CWHL or currently in the NWHL. So, uh, you know, if, if you were to draw up like, you know, the next three cities or, or areas, uh, where would you like to see the PWHPA showcases go?
1: Mm, I think Seattle would be so cool with an (laughs) NHL team forming there. I think that would be really cool to go to the West coast and, do that um I don't I don't know if that's at all on on the board or not but I think that would be really cool um I know there are ones in the works but um yeah I think kind of seeing what NHL teams are really on board with this and really testing the waters with showcases and seeing you know fan engagement and turnout and fan interest online and things like that um where else I'd love to go to Minnesota again, honestly. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'm biased. I it's like a second home, third home. I don't know. I have so many homes now, but <laughs> um, it's one. It's it's on the list. It's it's um, on the short list for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it will be fun because I know that I have still a bunch of friends up there. So it'd be cool to see some more familiar faces well on this Dream Gap tour. Um, but and I'd love to have one um, in like the tri-state area. I'd love to you know, hat, see if, like, people can come our way so they can see, you know, the Devils facility and see how great the Devils have been for us and just kind of bring it out east, I guess. I but, mean, yeah.
0: I'm glad you said it. I was I was definitely thinking yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like one where I don't have to travel.
1: <laughs> that also. I don't have to get a cat sitter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my main. Yeah, I just don't want to leave my cat. That's actually why. there enough. me.
0: Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: um,
0: So I do want to ask you a little bit about the schedule, because the Mm -hmm. schedule, again, from you coming from the Riveters, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. In that, I guess the similarities and, you know, please correct me if I'm getting this wrong, but the similarities would be that the, the games are on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, um, you know, I think that the, the structure is a little bit different. You know, if we're trying to get women's hockey to a place where playing hockey is your job and it is uh, a s- sustainable and it's a livable wage, you know. The, the other side of that is that that doesn't exist right now, which, as you know, and as um, you know, we still see players in the NWHL doing. That means that they're working or they're in school and working and playing hockey or doing a million other things and playing hockey. So I'm mm-hmm. so what I'm really trying to ask, Katie, is from that perspective, knowing that right now, still in all of the versions of hockey in North America, that there still is this this need for for players to ha- have an income. Mm-hmm. Um, with this structure, um, are you okay to maybe have less games to then be able to, you know, you just said you got a, a work promotion. Are you okay to do that? Do you wish you could have a little more games? Um, but you know, what's, uh, is there like a balance between what you experienced in the NWHL and what you're experiencing now in the PWHPA? Like, just give me a sense of, of, you know, where you're at with that and, and what would be like the sweet spot for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously the PWHPA, with it being showcases, not every weekend we have games and each um, region has a team. They might be organizing exhibition games if they can with other teams in the area, whether that be college or junior teams or this or that. Um, So it is a bit different. And you do practice. We still our team at least practices three days a week. So it's good to be on the ice, but it is a bit of a grind. Um, with more time between games, which is the fun part. Mm -hmm. Um, So it has been a bit of an adjustment. But for me, it has been almost like a blessing in disguise. It's been awesome to be a part of this movement. And with this group, it's been a privilege. Um, But it has also really helped me with my adjusting to my new role in my job, which so it's full time during the day. And since I work retail, sometimes it's on weekends. At nights, like this, that the hours are like non-traditional uh, from a nine-to-five job. So, with the NWHL upping its game total and having two games per weekend and having you know more weekends and this and that, I don't know if I would have been able to keep my job, the job that I have, or I wouldn't have been able to be promoted, or I probably wouldn't. If I can't work weekends, then retail isn't really going to be what is best so i it would have just been i would have had to pick between my job and hockey which is always a difficult decision that unfortunately female athletes in general have to make whether it's you know hockey some soccer players some of the softball players there comes a point where you have to decide what's best for you to make a living um because you know rent's got to get paid bills have to get paid um So obviously we want a full season more than the 16 NWHL games we played previously, but um, any more than that is kind of tough to get. At least I'm speaking for only myself. Obviously most people work nine to five Monday through Friday. So weekend games do work for them. But um, for me specifically, it would have been a difficult decision. um, Had the PWHPA movement not begun, Um, I would have had to, make that decision which obviously is what we're trying to get away from um but yeah i guess trying to find the sweet spot of what would work for us with full-time jobs but also not wanting to have to make that decision at the same time so it's, it's it's just you know the eternal struggle yeah exactly um and that kind of leads
0: me to um an interesting, I guess we'll call it a report for now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that there are conversations that the NHL is having, but not publicly, about preparing something for a women's hockey league if necessary. I'm, I'm paraphrasing um, <laughs> there, but um, some well chosen I- words. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah so that that's what we have um just your reactions to to when you heard uh so this is coming from hockey night in canada um mm-hmm. you know that report i guess uh, a little less than a week ago now um did that resonate with you was that surprising just your initial reactions to that
1: yeah um so that's been kind of our goal uh from day one uh Obviously, the NHL um, would probably be integral to starting a pro-female league, similar to the way the NBA um, has been um, partnered with the WNBA. Um, So I think we really wanted to model our league off of that um, going forward. So I'm not surprised. Um, It is um, nice to hear publicly, for once. Uh, But, yeah, I think it's definitely – what needs to happen and you know the NHLPA has been super supportive of us and to have them be a part of this and be one of our sponsors is great um so i think that was a great step in the right direction to have that go public and now um hearing this publicly to have the NHL um you know admit it out loud and you know really um express you know their interest in the future of women's hockey i think is really important and really exciting yeah. Um and I think
0: there there are a few things there that uh, you know again I don't I don't find them surprising but I think will be interesting so I want to tease out a few things there. Um mm-hmm. one is that you know that the, this is definitely uh, mm. <laughs> I feel that a lot of people have been able to make connections to what the PWHPA um kind of has been talking about with with regard to sustainability and as you mentioned, the MBA-WMBA model. I think that there have been a lot mm-hmm. of um, lines that or connections made, but they're not always necessarily um, direct. And I think that even with, you know, again, the comments that have come out again, uh, they're still not direct, at least publicly. Um, so... What would you say to someone who is hearing, reading uh these comments um that would make them understand perhaps uh why the conversations aren't yet direct, that there there's not a, a connection yet with the NHL and the PWHPA.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's still very early. I know there are conversations that are happening behind closed doors. And um, I think everyone's just being very deliberate and um, making sure that everything is set before anything is publicized. Um, But I think it's definitely the direction that everyone's moving in and the direction that is going to be beneficial to women's hockey. Um, but I, yeah, I think the main thing is that it's still very early, um, in conversation for things to be made public, um, to make sure that everything's accurate and everything is, um, everything is set.
0: Yeah. And that makes sense. But then there's another piece of this that I think is another, um, you know, a little nugget of information that I think people get hung up on. And that is, Mm -hmm. is there any... Um, does what is happening in NWHL have any bearing to your to your knowledge of this potential partnership with the PWHPA and the NHL? Because again, the language is, if necessary,, um, you know, we've heard language like, when there are no more leagues and stuff like that, and of course now the PWHPA is is not a league, uh, but it is an mm-hmm. opportunity. Uh, the NWHL is a league and still an opportunity um, for women's hockey. So, um, you know, the, the, what is your understanding of is this is this a situation where the NWHL can still be in existence, or would that have to be out of the way completely before the nhl engages in women's hockey at all
1: yeah this has been a question that a lot of us as players have also had because we heard the same dialogue um as well um but it's my understanding that these conversations are still moving forward um the time frame of them i'm not 100 sure but it's my understanding that everything is still making some sort of progress and still um, looking and planning and trying to see what uh, will be best for women's hockey, considering, uh, I don't know, what percentage of the players um, are in the PWHPA out of the professional pool of women's players um, in the world. But uh, I think it's a pretty, pretty high percentage of the players that chose to play in the PWHPA rather than in the NWHL this season. Um but I think yeah I think it'd just be, um, yeah, I think everything's just progressing, you know, as it would, um but that's definitely something that we've, you know, asked ourselves also.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, I think with the the statements and even what you've said, it it does sound promising that the NHL um, Will get involved, but has the group entertained an alternative to moving forward um, in a manner that's consistent with the PWHPA language and kind of vision mm-hmm. um, that does not um, include the NHL? Are there are there other models that would maybe e- either incrementally? Um, or quite um, exponentially move the needle when it comes to uh, what the PWHPA has in mind?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we have yet. Um, I think it is still a bit early, but I know we've discussed and are trying to learn from different women's professional leagues um, how they were created, you know, learning from either mistakes that were made or successes that led to um, a future that we have in mind, a similar future. Uh, for instance, I believe we talked about, um, in some of our phone calls and meetings, uh, pro soccer league that was backed by, you know, some investors that weren't necessarily a sports league, um, like a a different sports league or had run one previously and it didn't pan out. So learning from that and seeing how the NWSL has, um, become more consistent through um i believe they're partnered with mls if i'm not mistaken um yeah, but so trying yeah. to learn from that are they they are not
0: officially partnered not. with ML- mls but they are partnered with officially u.s uh soccer u.s Maybe that's soccer it. federation and in the past at least have also been um, connected with the Canadian Federation and the the Mexican Federation but uh, okay. but i it, but it, it that's interesting because i believe the league that you're talking about what was it w u something the, the, the yeah. so that the, it preceded the WPS um, and the NWSL and yeah, mm-hmm. that that's actually a really interesting league. There's a, a podcast that kind of does a deep dive into that and a very interesting model because there was money up front, um, mm-hmm. which was exciting and also, um, if you look at uh, like the Julie Foudy's and the 99ers, I guess if if you just, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, lump them all together, that they were able to kind of step out, you know, their, their rift was not with um, another league because one didn't exist, but with their federation. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they kind of forced the hand of the federation. Um, But, but as you said, then, um, you know, the spending, was not consistent with what was coming in. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really interesting to, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Yeah. As an aside, you know, I'm like a super women's sports nerd. The NHL would be
1: (laughs) like preferred for that reason. Just trying to learn from the history of women's sports across the board. So just Mm -hmm. trying to learn from that and make the best, best decisions possible to set up this league for, if not ourselves, then future generations, so even if we don't get to reap the benefits of it, hopefully we can be a part of setting up one that young girls get to benefit from in the future
0: yeah and I think that's interesting um I mean I've, I've spoken to a lot of other players and it makes sense like they they know the business of hockey the NHL that is of course um and what it takes to run a league but you know I'd be remiss and, and even even in the examples that you've given and the WNBA still with with them extending their their CBA negotiations mm-hmm. is, is a real live example and the one that most people use as the pinnacle to show that that there still is a lingering um, disconnect when it comes to traditional sports models, um, a.k.a. men's leagues, And those men's leagues engaging in the women's game. I mean, there are a number of reasons, Katie, that we could go into why that probably is the case, but I I think it's fair to say, just generally speaking, that there tends to be a disconnect, whether it's in what the funding structure is going to be, what the marketing is. Has the group, has the PWHPA talked about that and maybe ways to alleviate some of that, um, which, again, even the NWSL currently is experiencing, even the WNBA is currently experiencing?
1: Yeah, I think um, being able to have these leagues to go off of is very helpful in us, again, setting ourselves up to see you know how far have they come in X amount of years, and now what are the battles that they're fighting for compared to what we are? I think we're still very much at the ground level, um, and if we get to a point where we want to fight for better treatment, such as they, the the battles that they're fighting right now, um, I think that would be a great goal to get to in the future. But again, I think we just have to. They've taken X amount, however long those leagues have been present to get to that point. So I think we really just want to learn from what we can from them to hopefully enter at a better place than maybe their league started. So maybe we can start a little bit, get a little bit of a head start. Um, But then, you know, as time goes, we'll learn, you know, what works, what isn't working, what we want to improve you know, what needs, what things need to change. And hopefully we can also continue to fight. And then even like generations to come can continue to fight because there's just so much progress that can be made in women's sports across the board. And I think even like as time goes on, there's always going to be, you know, something to work towards in women's sports. There's always, I don't think we're ever going to be completely satisfied, which I think is a beautiful thing about women's sports that it just keeps growing and growing, you know, where women's soccer was in 99. I remember when they won the world cup. I remember watching like all of it, um, and having them fight for their rights. And then eventually USA hockey in 20, was it 2017, you know, then fought for their rights. So seeing just, um, everyone continue to realize their worth and realize their value and get the courage to fight for it, Um, I think will be a continual thing for not only women in sports, but women in general. So um, I think until the gap is closed, we can never, you know, assume how long that will take. But
0: yeah, and, and... existential there. <laughs> no, I love it. Like, hello, have you met? Like, I'm, I'm here yeah. for it. I'm totally here for it, which is actually, yeah. um, I, I want to... Um, just a little bit get get a little bit more of the process because it sounds like not only are there practices but there are opportunities to speak with other pwhpa members and perhaps you know other consultants that you've brought on to kind of start mapping this out so i'm just curious you know for you, Katie, you know what does that look like, or 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 what has it has it been like? Um, you know, you mentioned conference calls. Um, like, mm-hmm. are they kind of like, hey, there's this call. If you want to hop on, you can do that. Like, or, or are there some calls that are mandatory? Like, what is that process like, and and how how is it, uh, you know, doing this? At least it would. It seems like in part remotely to get all these you know players um, on the same page.
1: Yeah, it was definitely interesting at first, but um, so the conference calls happen every few weeks and, you know, we get caught up on all of the work that our board and that the Billie Jean King Foundation and all of, and, you know, Jana Hefford, all of the work that everyone has been putting in and, you know, the progress that has been made and all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes that maybe us as players um, aren't, aren't aware of and they catch us up on, you know, how much they're doing, how much they're putting into this. And it's so great to see so many people so committed to this cause. Um, but it has been a really cool experience, you know, being um, a part of this and just being able to, you know, have our practices as our our tri-state team. Um, we, that's what we are, we're the tri-state team. So being able to have our practices and then still, you know, be in the loop on what's happening i think transparency was a big part of what we wanted as PWHA, as the pwhpa as players to be in the loop of what's going on and conversations that are being had and just you know the progress that's being made we want to be kept up to date um so i think that's been really cool to see it all build slowly yeah um that's really yeah
0: that's really interesting i think it's a it's a piece of the process that um, at least I haven't um, read or heard much about, but I think is extremely important. Um, so that's that's really thank you for walking me through that. Um, yeah. And kind of along those lines and' I've, I'm forgetting who I, I was speaking to about this. but um, you know, there's this other piece of this, if we were just to assume, that uh, th- that the NHL uh, comes in as it, it's looking is, is um, on track to happen. The, the other piece of this is that, um, you know, has the PWHPA, um, because it is a nonprofit, um, and mm-hmm. as a nonprofit, you uh, oftentimes, um, well, actually you're required by law to, if you ever get to the point where you fulfill your mission, or for whatever reason, um, you you find that your you know your overall mission and purpose is, is is no longer necessary. There's like a disillusion clause, is what it's called, I believe. But this is a f- my fancy way of saying, um, has the PWHPA um, given thought to if if you check all the boxes, everything happens. What will happen to this group now? Because you could find a situation where whether it's the NHL or any other entity they don't necessarily want to take on something that's um if not a union specifically um, is definitely an organized group of players
1: um so you mean like if like what uh, if we reach our goal of like a new league a sustainable league what will happen to the pa yeah honestly i'm not sure i my like Assumption or initial thought is that it will become a player's association, um, similar to the ones of um, that is usually custom to the professional leagues. But I assume that it will just become a player's association of whatever name a league takes on. Um, But other than that, I'm not sure. I think the PWHPA... So the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association is a name that the players came up with um, that best represented us to you know, represent what we stand for and what our group um, has united for. Um, so I think if we do end up having a future league that is sustainable and that we are more than happy with, I think the PWHPA will transition into more of a PA to continue to represent the best interest of the players as it's done for the past few months. Yeah. All right.
0: Definitely going to keep keep my finger on the pulse on that one because I think, yeah. you know, I think what what would be revolutionary for this is that I think even in Europe, to my knowledge, there's no proper union as in the way the NHL PA is or the NFL PA is or even the WNBPA is, where that that group can collectively bargain um, mm. and be kind of that, that third-party conduit between players and the league. Um, so mm. that's particularly why I'm interested because yeah. you know the CWH this, oh Jesus, there's so many, the Canadian, <laughs> there's
1: so many acronyms, I, know,
0: I get, I'm like, am I saying the right letters, the C-W-H-L-P-A, um, and the N-W-H-L-P-A, similarly to the P-W-H-P-A, as of right now, none of those three, or in the case of the C-W, uh, formerly, uh, were unions, and, Mm-hmm. You know, this is probably more for for <laughs> this is a question or like a, a, an, a, an academic exercise more so for those mm-hmm. people who will read this that are a little more into uh, unionizing and law and, and kind of contracts and stuff like that. But there is a mm-hmm. bit of a difference in doing things the way things have been done traditionally in women's professional hockey versus how they're done um, in men's in men's sports. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So, from from what, from your understanding and your, um, you know, you being privy to PWHPA conversations, is the mm-hmm. PWHPA kind of moving in in a way that is to be supportive of conversations that are happening with the NHL, or is it more, um, moving in a way to maybe? Mm, let me say accelerate conversations that you'd like to have with the NHL, or maybe is it a little bit of both? Like what's, what's your understanding of
1: that? Um, I think it might be a little bit of both. I only know like so much from what's reiterated in our meetings. Um, But I think they're definitely, you know, want to be in conversation and, you know, relationship with Gary Bettman um, and, you know, have his support and have the league support. Um, but I think, you know, I think our goal is to have everyone on the same page in the PWHPA and NHL that, you know, this is our goal and this is what we want to do and we want to do it right. And, you know, being respectful to everything You know, it's going on, whether it's with the NHLPA and their um, CBA and like anything that they have going on. So um, it's kind of walking that line of knowing your worth, but knowing um, the reality and like wanting to have the support and still wanting support and being supportive at the same time. So,
0: yeah, that's fair. Mm. Hmm. That's cool all right katie well thank you for for uh spending some time with me to let me pick your brain a little on this stuff yeah
1: no problem well
0: hopefully i'll see you sooner rather than later yeah um but if not um best of luck throughout the holiday season (laughs) thank you oh man it'll be good yeah all good times i hope it you know All of the money. All of the shopping. I'll send everyone to Lululemon. Yes.
1: (laughs) All of the sales vibes. Yeah, for sure. Hit those goals. (laughs)
0: All right. Thanks again.
1: Yeah, no problem. Have a good night. Thanks. You too.
0: Always a good time to chat with Katie Fitzgerald. Want to thank her for joining us on a bonus episode of the Founding 4 podcast. You can follow Katie Fitzgerald on Twitter at kfitzy94. K-F-I-T-Z-Y-9-4. And of course, she is playing with the PWHPA. You can follow at PWHPA. Looks like uh, Fitzy and the tri-state area might be in luck. There's a Philadelphia um, date that's coming up to be announced soon. And, uh, we're going to get a few other dates. You hear Fitzy talk about, uh, where she would like to play. Of course, coming back to Barnabas or coming back to the rock, the Prudential Center. So we'll see if Katie Fitzgerald and me, to be honest, we'll see if we get our wish. But, um, this is a, a wrap on another bonus episode of the Founding Four Podcast again, anything that does not directly relate to the NWHL but is women's hockey related, we're gonna bounce over to our bonus episodes. And Fitzgerald, of course, played in the NWHL. She is an NWHL champion with the Metropolitan Riveters. So it's still apropos. Hope you enjoyed this and thank you as always for those who are part of the Patreon posse who follow my work. Um, for the NWHL and of course the 9 Newsletter. That's where you can find all of my hockey stuff. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of those who stick it out with me. We're slow rolling on this independent podcast, but we're we're pushing ahead, and I have you all to thank. Um, so more bonus episodes are coming from my time at the Hockey Canada and USA Hockey joint camp in Cranberry Township, PA. So have uh, some great interviews from that, and also I was able to make a BC at BU. Oh, what is that the com av rivalry series i was able to go to my first one of those some of that coming up for the nine newsletter but i'll also pop in some bonus uh bonus episodes here so again thank you signing off for another bonus episode of the founding four podcast Eric ayala bye